I like that you're the only one that's come at it from the side like this. Yeah. Everyone that I've done it has always mirrored me, but you just were like, no, I'm going this no, way. I'm my own, I'm my own man. Listen, we're, we're, you could expect to explore all new topics and, and uh, way of doing things. <laughs> in this the whole agenda of the show, be prepared to blow it up. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 39 for those eardrums today. Woo! I am Brandana, and with me, as always, the talent most awesome. That's right. What's happening, everybody? How are you doing, brother? How, people don't get. To, I, I feel kind of bad. People don't get to see the little dance you're doing. You're you're so excited, just kind of in the wings, like just ready to come on stage after that introduction. You're ready, bro. I feel it. Cause your your intro gets me hyped, Brandana. <laughs> I see. It, I go man. through I my it. motions. I got my little pregame ritual. Yeah. I'm out there just you know just waiting in the wings before they call my name out, like on the jumbotron there. Oh and yeah. I'm ready to do this thing. Perfect. How's your week been? Oh, it's busy, busy, busy. All right, here we are. Bee. We're getting, we're we're, we're post Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. heading into that December trend, and mm. it's looking nice out there, bro. Ooh. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's not keep the nomabbers waiting. Let's kind of throw down what we have going down for them today. All right, we're gonna do rip from the headlines. We're talking dirty players. We're gonna jump into the MAB inbox, tackling email there. Then we're gonna introduce a guest. We have. Trent Fry. That's right. T-Boss. From those of you playing at home. (laughs) He's going to hop on the pod. Uh, He's going to talk a little UFC with us. Then we're going to jump into the Neapolitan Showdown. We are talking top three fight movies. Then we're going to do a little bit. You know what we're going to do? We're going to hit him with a little map about you. And then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP. Should we get into this motherfucker, bro? Let's bring him to that jam. Extra, extra. Read all about it. All right, rip from the headlines. Dirty players. Why are we talking about that this Dirty week, players. We're talking about it because we've got uh, we've got a good friend Tango Foxtrot who likes to mix it up mm-hmm. legally and sanctioned. I don't want to see he's not going out there and just knocking heads together. But we thought we'd talk about it, look at it at the other side of the coin, and just talk about some of the dirty players that are out there in uh, in athletics and sports. All right, brother. Let me come out of the gate right now. Like, what defines? And this is probably going to be separate. Uh, we can talk a little baseball if you want to, but primarily, if you listen to our podcast, you know what we really dive into that. You know that football and that basketball realm. Mm-hmm. What defines a dirty player in these sports? I I, I love that you brought this up because I was Good. thinking about this as we were talking about mm-hmm. this, and I was like, I really think that there's a confusion of a dirty player versus, say, someone who just cheats. And I'll, yes. I'll give you an yep, example. Yep. Um, a dirty or a, a cheater is somebody who uses like gets caught up in the PED scandal, mm-hmm. but isn't you know like an A Rod. Uh, but as far as I can tell, isn't out there. Maybe A Rod's not the best example because A Rod did have a, a scandal back in Texas where he was uh, tipping pitches for for uh, <laughs> sure, uh, sure. home run a, a, you know advantages. So, um, but someone who just goes out there gets caught you know juicing, plays the game the right way, but he just is using PEDs versus. A dirty player like a Ty Cobb who sharpens his cleats before games back in the 30s and and back in the day and goes up, you know, ankle and knee high on players trying to trying to cut somebody and trying to really hurt somebody intentionally. That's great. That's great. Most awesome. And this just uh, this popped in my head. And that's exactly what I was looking for during our pre bro. And when I was prepping, that's what defines it. Right. Like. A, yeah. a cheater wants to get there the lazy way. They want to win, but they want to win lazy. Like a dirty or player. Or they just want some competitive advantage. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, a dirty player will win at any cost. And it's like they right. have to win. They're obsessed and they take a rule. And it's obvious to the regular person. It's a little sociopathic sometimes, but just to kind of right. like go over the edge of that rule. Yeah, and that's a cheater. But a dirty player is someone like Endomic and Sue yep. 
clear like i think he just wants to go out there and and cause havoc create you know malice on the field right yeah uh, well, let's jump into him right now. If, uh, if we can start with football, I did. Uh, I just kind of hit a player that was on my radar for all the sports, and Indomitian Sue, especially right now, it's hard. You look at some of these. Did you get a chance to go back and look at the highlights? I know as a Lions fan, I want to talk a little yes. bit about uh, – I want to jump into that. I'll talk about my take on him, him not being on the Vikings, because what I'd love to hear about is, you know, when you're a fan of that play, player, like what, ha- what happened when you're watching him, like on the Dolphins or whatever, as opposed to like the Lions? Are you kind of like a little bit more of just like, oh, don't flow, throw the flag. Come on. Like it's passion. Like relax. Like walk back a little right. bit. But just right. watching him, like, so it's not even like, like body slamming quarterbacks. Obviously, the rules have even gotten like uh, more constraining over the last mm-hmm. like three or four years to where now it would be like completely out of bounds, like no question asked. Yeah, they look. It, it looks almost shocking when you see it now in comparison <laughs> yeah. to what we've had. You know, yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh my god. And, and do you remember like some of those were just like, oh, they threw a flag. Well, that's probably right where now it would be like, good god, <laughs> like eject him. Uh, but right. it was like it was. He has those little things, right? Like those extra stomps, like that just ugly shit. That's obviously outside, like the realm of competition. Yeah, and then his reputation kind of preceded him, and it's like so he he stomped on um, uh, the D, the offensive lineman. Excuse me for the Green Bay Packers. Packers yeah. His name's not coming to me. Drink was it Bakhtiari? I can't remember. Drink. But anyways, he stomped on him, and then he would, and then that was kind of uh, you know he would just. He had a couple of throw arm, forearm bows to Jake Cutler. He, like, tried to take Jake DeLome's head off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he got called for one against the Texans when Matt Schaub was the quarterback where he got cut. His legs kind of went up in the air and then came down. And he just he just so happened to catch him, Matt Schaub right in the, right in the crotch, right, right in the oh. bread basket mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, got a, he got a flag call for that. And that was one of those ones where I was like, as a Lions fan, you're like, Come on, that could just be accidental. But when you stack them all up against each other, you're like, ugh. Okay, so it's did hard you... to root for that guy. Oh, so it was like as a Lions fan, kind of in the back of your head, you're just like, oh, like keep it together, like kind of yeah. giving excuses a little bit. Yeah, you love the dominant because he's a dominant defensive tackle. You love all the, the stuff that he can do, but they didn't sign him for a reason because it's just like, you know, he's just a, a monster, but he on the field, but he just can't seem to keep it in check you know, for without, you know, that, that rage bubbling over or, or whatever it is. And then unfortunately his reputation just preceded him and he would pick up, you know, fouls or penalties that just wouldn't, you know, any other player wouldn't, wouldn't be even an issue. So almost, I want to jump to this right here. I know we hear the stories about like dogpiling when a fumble happens, <laughs> like, is every player a little bit dirty? Like you hear about these things about just what's going on in the bottom of those piles, like grabbing for the bread baskets, as you said. Yeah, 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 exactly. Sque- the giblets. <laughs> squeezing the breadsticks um, and the yeah. olive <laughs> top and knots. But that, yeah, right. Exactly. Um, uh, the uh the uh yeah but that happens and i just remember in like football like stuff like that happens but there are guys that took it to a different level like eye gouging or or Mm. pinching and stuff like that but i remember you know if you're in those dog paws you're wrestling for it the guys will you know pull fingers and do whatever it is trying to get the ball so you really got to hold on tight and then usually the rest break it up pretty quickly but in the nfl in a scrum like that, I can't even imagine what's going on in there. Ooh, strong pass. Strong pass. Um, jump over to hoops real fast. I'm going to go a little old school. Uh, Ooh, let's hear it. Bill Lambeer, was he dirty? Or is that just kind of oh. like, is, is that, <laughs> buddy, I'm giving it in your room. You're hitting me in my breadbasket <laughs> right now, my friend. Is, is that just like, is that the 80s NBA that's just so notorious and that's what, you know, if you want to come down the lane, you paid the price. Yeah, I, I mean that was the era. It was a much more physical game, but yeah, I mean he was definitely just—he was just overtly <laughs> dirty, just chippy, and just you know. But he did it as like his his reasoning on it. We talked about Bill in the past here, but you know he wanted to antagonize someone. If he got yeah. you angry, he thought he you played worse. And but he he would yeah he he clotheslined damn near assault when it comes to. Uh, Larry Bird, and they got the you know Bill Simmons always talks about that they the Garden got such a fervor going against Lambeer that they actually caused Robert Parrish, who is an or, no, otherwise uh, you know kind of level-headed and calm player, to actually go after Lambeer mm-hmm. and fight him, and they were just like the, and he he said like the energy in the arena just like willed him to fight Lambeer, <laughs> so he was an antagonist, and yes, he you know without a doubt was. Uh, was a dirty player and i just remember he was great on your team but you would have hated him on any other team yeah 
Yeah, I feel you, brother. I know we talked about Lambier a little bit and Sue. You know, it's 39 episodes deep, bro. We're running out of athletes. I'm running. No, out I know, of I know, athletes. but I, I like how you squarely went just right into the, <laughs> the, the Detroit. Well, center I know. Of my I was heart. just like, in, I don't know, NBA. Like, uh, let me pop quiz you real fast. NBA dirty player who comes to mind? Oh, um, I think if you want to talk like in the modern era right now, like Jaja. Uh, Pachulicic, who is the guy who... Is that the um, roll, roll in the ankle dude? Like, shoots the yeah, foot out underneath the... Yeah, shoots the foot out, which is also a Bruce Bowen move from the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Zsa now actually plays for the Pistons. Fuck, damn it. <laughs> but um, I can't Walk, escape it. But, but he was dirty, and his reputation was all over. And there's just some guys that are, are, are thugs. One in the NFL right now that uh, I wanted to mention that's a particularly dirty player, Vontez Perfect. Mm. A linebacker mm. from the Cincinnati Bengals who gets yeah. all those targeting penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to, you know, he's going out there to hurt people. Yeah. Um, Jaja going out there to hurt people, even though he's got a cutesy first name. All right, right before we get out of this real fast, let me pop quiz you on a couple things. And you tell me which side of dirty are we on? Are we almost dirty or we've eclipsed that and now we're okay. a dirty fucking player? All right, uh, talk a little. Uh, start with baseball, uh, probably the third that's covered. Um, Sliding into second with your legs up when you're obviously out. Oh, uh, yeah, trying to break it up? Yeah, Try, it's trying just to a, break up that double play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that dirty or is that kind of like a, another unspoken rule? Like, go ahead, like, if you can bring it, bring it. Here's, here's what I say. If, you're, if they're in front of the base path and the, the pathway of the runner, then I think it's a clean play. It's kind of that accepted rule. If the if the guy is outside, kind of like leaps off the bag, and you're just trying to, you're sliding way outside of the base path, yeah. almost away from the bag. Yeah, that's a dirty play. That's come bush league. All right, let's uh, let's pop into hoop a little bit. Um, tugging on the shorts, clean or dirty? That's perfectly legal. That's legal. That's, clean. <laughs> that's good. That's just that's just good. That's just that's good clean. old fashioned. Play. I may have I may have uh, done that a time or two to our our guest. T-Boz out there on the on the hoops court. Bring that up, yeah. uh, I think that's a little gamesmanship, just trying to get in somebody's head. There's a ton of cl- cl- clutching and grabbing. If you watch NBA when you get close up, those dudes are grabbing on each other all the time. Here's what I go will be a, okay. a dirty, I don't know, it rides that dirty, but stepping on somebody's foot before a rebound goes up, that, I think that's a dirty play. Yeah, uh, yeah. I forget who. I forget who the, the. I think it was like Charles Oakley was notorious for like stepping on your foot when the ball was getting shot, and then you kind of get stuck to the ground, and he'd go after and chase the ball. I don't know if that's a competitive advantage or if that's. I think someone could get hurt from that. That's why I think. Okay, uh, and last one. This is big in the news on the sport that we love to cover: the NFL. When does it break off on following through on bringing a quarterback to the ground and your body weight on him? Do you got to hop off? Or is you dirty if you follow through? If it just left his hand, what's your thoughts? I think it has to go with your action. I think it has, if you hit him and just, you know, if you kind of go linear to the ground and you hit him, it's when you when you drive him. And I think it's when those guys actually kind of curl the their body. You know, they kind of like, they hit them and they kind of curl in and like bring them into their body to try and yeah lift their feet off the ground. Soup. Yeah, yeah, they try and like curl them up so they get they bring their body and their shoulders like then just pile drive them into the ground. I think that's when it's started. If you just kind of hit them and yeah. your momentum carries you, you know, uh, to the ground, I think it's one thing. But when I think it's when they kind of try and pile drive them, that's that's when I think it becomes a, a dirtier hit. Yeah, yeah. Or if you're Kirk Cousins, they just uh, don't worry about it. Unless your name's Tom Brady. Yeah. Nah. Uh, perfect, right. brother. Well, all you're, right. you're uh, right. okay. Slow down. Well, can we just, can yeah, we just uh, squeeze in one more dirty player? Um, and hockey. Hockey's got a Ooh. bunch of dirty players. I'm going to go. Actually, I've got two. I've got two. Two hockey players. This is Not two hockey players. i got oh, two, okay. two, two players. One hockey player, one uh, soccer player. Right. For the ladies. Um, Marty McSorley uh, basically tried to crush in Donald Brashear's skull. Um, he was suspended for an entire season, actually had a, an assault conviction brought against him. Um, it was a gruesome knockout with his stick. Basically, Brashear was skating in front of him, and Marty, Marty kind of teed off and, you know, just uh, baseball swung and uh, got Brashear right in the head. Then for the ladies, a dirty lady. We can't we can't discriminate on the Ooh, ladies here. I like it. If you re- Do you remember, this, is, this made the rounds on SportsCenter, uh, uh, probably like oh, maybe, maybe 10 years ago. The hair pull? The, the hair puller. Oh, that Elizabeth was Lambert from New Mexico. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that, that was rough. Lady Lobo was out there just going ham on all the other ladies on the field. So 
She's another dirty player. I thought about her when, when we were doing this, and I was like, I wonder what she's doing now. <laughs> like, I think we could get her on Hair the stylist. Yeah, for sure, man. Let's, uh, let's reach out. Good pull, brother. Way to give something for the ladies, too. Don't act like you're all squeaky clean. Well, brother, uh, <laughs> you are a clean potter in my book. Plays by the rules. Oh, thanks, Take it to the maximum. Uh, let's get into that. It may be inbox. All right. We have a longtime listener pops in. Uh, during the prime juicing years in baseball, it has seemed the hitters cheating and taking supplements benefited more than the pitchers. If people started juicing in football, would it benefit the offense or defense more? Okay. I'm, I'll jump in, brother, and then I'll let you okay. take the ball and run because I have some thoughts. And uh, so I like this email because it makes you think. It, here's what it makes it do. It makes you think of the state of the game, of the NFL. And all I'll say this before I dig in deep is I think, you know, 10 years ago when Baltimore Ravens won that Super Bowl with that cliche that we don't give a shit for, which is like defense wins championships. Like maybe sure. if you just had like a juiced up defense, you could like hang with that offense. But I think this makes you reflect on what the rules are now. So if we just make all these players like bigger, faster, stronger, what happens to the score who walks away victorious? Yeah. And I think that, I think, uh, so if we're, if we're, I think we're coming at it from just like a, this this idea that that they're already not doing it. Oh, right, you know right, right, I mean? right. I, like, I did, I did, like, I did put like if in quotes on this email. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, yeah, I I think if we're just if if everyone was, see, that's the thing is, is I don't think if we're talking anabolic steroids or we're talking HGH, like really the the biggest reason why a lot of these athletes use it is obviously, yes, they can get stronger, but it's really about recovery. So I think it's one of those things like. Yes, I think it would ultimately help the defense because I think of guys that just would go out there and just get the the bumps and bruises and the and the nicks over the over the course of the season. I think defensive players tend to get banged up a little bit harder. It's tougher for them or offensive linemen. Um, so I would go like defensive players, and I'd say offensive linemen particularly because those are the guys that uh, they get really beat up pretty consistently and they have a hard time of getting out of bed on you know, Monday and Tuesday morning. So I, I, I think the defense, but I, I, truthfully, I think they all are, are using some sort of performance enhancing drug in some way. Yeah. I mean, that's my take real fast. I mean, my take wasn't defense, but I do agree that, I don't know. I just think it, I think all it would do is turn a magnifying glass and amplify the rules that we already have in place. And I think the rules are set up intentionally and move that way to, assist the offense to try to make the game under the veil of more safe, but it's to, you know, keep less lawsuits coming their way and keep the game actually existing. They're kind of like forced their hand in doing this. And I'd be interested. So all I see is I see faster receivers. I see faster receivers all ready to get to take advantage of, you know, the protection rules they have over the middle of the targeting. And also like, this is crazy and I, I kind of say it tongue in cheek but I kind of don't like do personal fouls like through like roid rage just like go through the roof like you, you know what I'm saying like are there like D-backs that are just going crazy like trying to take heads off and it's just like getting like we're just seeing 15 yard penalties all over the place I don't know I don't know that's my take chopping at the bit yeah and and the the anabolic steroid use is is not what it was back in the the kind of Mark Mark McGuire uh, Sammy Sosa era that that yeah. the really juiced seized era of baseball um, where, you know, they're putting like horse steroids into them and all sorts of crazy shit. Um, I think the, the, the drug of choice now is human growth hormone. Yeah. And I think that that has a lot more to do with recovery and stamina uh, and less about just uh, just pure bulk and speed and st- or, or strength even. Um, one, you know, it's funny that we talked about the NFL when they have, a, I want to say pretty stringent uh drug screening process and we have guys that kind of routinely get busted for four games for peds but you know what we never hear from is is the nba and and their potentially looming ped scandal which which will come which will come george carl wrote in his book furious george where he talked about um that the nba has a drug problem that is different than 30 years ago and he was talking about the actual uh, performance-enhancing drugs. The NBA has the, the most lax drug screening process in all of professional sports. Their guys only get tested anywhere from zero to four times a year. And they're not tested during the offseason. 
and they only are, t are, are tested during practice or um, during the game, like in and around the game time. Like you hear, I forget the, the NFL player, I think it was Deshaun Jackson who got like, they were traveling, it was like two in the morning and the, the drug screeners like pulled him off the plane before they were about to get their connection to go take a piss and, you know, for a urine sample. And I was like, it's two in the morning and you're now screening me. So the NFL is a, they do, I think it's like 12,000 drug screens a year. The NBA, like I said, any player can be subject to either zero screenings or four. So I'd like to know how many uh, LeBron James and, uh, and Giannis and all those other guys, how many drug, drug tests they get in any given year. Whoa, coming in spicy. I, I, I do want to say this real fast before we get old T-Boss, Tango Foxtrot on the podcast here. Uh, what the fuck happened? This is kind of out of bounds. I don't know where to put it in, but I have a question. I want an answer. What happened to yes. the face mask penalty? What happened to the face mask penalty? I know, so, in, like they don't call it anymore. They, guys they don't. Are, like, are I going don't for don't it. you remember? Like, I don't, growing up, it used to happen like two to three times a game. And now, yeah. like, I don't know if I've seen one all year, and there's no fucking way they're not doing it. Unless they made is is the penalty like is it the death penalty is that what happens if you get caught doing a face mask like I don't understand right. they just raise it up like out. so so high that I, I wonder if they're allowing weird? just for more incidental face mask penalties you know what I mean because yeah. there is like illegal hands down the face, they bring yeah. their hand down and they graze it but if they let go it and they don't drag guys down but even when you saw that replay I mean sometimes dudes would just be like whipping like not giving a fuck like i yeah, don't know yeah, yeah. it's just hard to believe like none of that's happening they clean that up well good thing for the game well fuck it we ain't got time for this uh we didn't come here for the fucking food let's bring on our guest uh bring us to that jam All right, guys, and we have Trent Fry, a.k.a. T-Boss, a.k.a. Tango Foxtrot, a guest we've been very excited about to get on the pod in studio with us. Uh, yeah, we're talking air traffic controller, woodworker, salsa dancer, brilliant jiu-jitsu. What belt are you, brother? Good to be here. Super excited. I have to choke you out for mispronouncing uh, what I've dedicated my life to in the last month and a half or year uh, and a half, but uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. There you go. Jiu -jitsu, there you go. Nailed it. We're I'll back fix, on. I'll fix it in post. What what belt are you? What what's the belt system like? I am uh, a blue belt with one stripe. Ooh! Mm. Look out! Yep. I mean mm, blue. How is blue the most intimidating color there is? Sorry, this isn't mad about you, but I just want to. Yeah. Know. Um, I mean, I feel like uh, black belt is definitely what's most intimidating. Okay. Blue is really just representative of the bruises I get from the <laughs> infinite amount of people above me. Good. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. So I think we want to have you on the pod a little bit, and I love this ties in, too, because you're a fighting fan. We tried to talk a, we talked a little fight on a couple bets before, but really haven't uh, kind of dove into what the UFC kind of state is now, where it came from. Uh, let's talk kind of your personal journey towards it. I know you kind of mixed with some of the arts before. I know uh, back when our Kansas days, when we lived together, we took a few boxing classes. You got me into that. What kind of made you stumble on uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and uh, why has it became nice. your main love? Um, well, uh, for starters, I mean, I guess it all started with the original UFC. There was a guy named Hoist Gracie, uh, and it was like – back in the day when it was more the idea of the UFC was like Mike Tiger style will you know kung fu will defeat your dragon karate now that's ridiculous because mm -hmm. dragons would fuck up every tiger but it's just an right. example um, sure right. in the UFC they had they, that's what they they had a friggin sumo wrestler uh, another dude's uh, that actually had some success his fighting style was bar fighter 
His name was Tank Abbott. Um, so Tank just, Abbott. Yeah, I was just going to say, that guy was just like, hey, we'll just get in and we'll throw hands and we'll see what happens. Yeah, this yeah. Is, this legit sounds like Street Fighter 2. Are you talking about the arcade game? <laughs> uh, almost. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of felt like that in the beginning. I mean, Tank Abbott is the reason for something like, the the there was only like, one rule in original UFC, and then they made six more, all because of Tank Abbott. Like he kept, like, <laughs> like they, the original. Did, rule it, was, did anyone else want to say the only rule of UFC is you don't talk about the UFC? Yeah, I is do. That, I mean, is that just we me? all felt? The all right, moment. okay, all right. I'm you're, a piece of shit. All right, I like go, that go you're. On. Can everybody hear that? Boop, 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 as you back your way into that joke, <laughs> like I'm not making it, but I'm making it. Um. But yeah, like he because of Tank Abbott, you can't eye gouge, uh, you can't uh, fish hook, you can't stick your finger in another man's mouth and pull on the side. And he chooses sure. like if he doesn't want to go, you just rip it right out. Anyways, that's all right. I saw that, and I saw this dude named Hoist Gracie just destroying guys, um, and they were oftentimes way bigger, way more ripped. And I was like, I, I got to know this guy's magic. Um, and then, you know, 15 years later, I actually got into the gym. Turns out it's just like an amazing uh, art form where uh, you really learn so much more than you expect than just like fighting. Uh, it's, you know, it's a very cerebral art um, and you, you kind of develop leverage and, and you can learn how to see things that are out of your line of sight, but predict how a hu the a human body is kind of uh, transforming uh, outside of your line of sight. It's really cool. Yeah, just... Are you getting into the Matrix, bro? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I, mean, I, I do occasionally wake up and go, I know jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like listening to it, uh, just a little podcast about the fighting style. I think what I liked about it and not to, you know, um, all these fighting styles are like the majority of them have like kind of a rich just kind of fighting tradition but there does seem to be a nice balance of practicality that bjj brings to the table which is it's not necessarily about spirituality and that doesn't have to be your bag at all it takes that out of it like it's more about just like concentration and then almost like biomechanics just like the leverage of the body using that and being completely practical about it which is nice, I think, because it seems very welcoming, right? Like, you come in, and it's more of, like, there's not that spiritual element that you have to jump up for. It's just like, hey, we're all here in the same way. We're literally just trying to figure out, like, the best ways to leverage our body against other bodies. Yeah, absolutely. You hit on, uh, you hit it right on the head. Is You're, you're right. There's this kind of mysticism around a lot of other arts. Um, and I think some people search that out, but I, I didn't really need that. I, I wasn't looking for a higher power, you know, I just, I just wanted to know how to make another man meet his maker. Um, maybe he finds out if there's one. Um, <laughs> You're like, I, I'm, I gotten all tired of fish hooking everybody. Yeah. So I was like, I need some other way yeah. to really ruin a guy's day. I only had one move and they took it away. Um, <laughs> right, just right. giving guys gingivitis. Um, but he, uh, yeah. So, you know, you go in and it, it really is an amazing workout. Um, I mean, anybody can tell you if you, you will be more tired, uh, if you attempt jujitsu uh, quite literally than trying any other sport there is. Uh, and I've done most of sure. them or at least a lot of them. I can't speak to, to hockey, you, you know, you can check out Canada for that, but, um, I, I can say, it's pure exhaustion. You you just you can't find anything like it. Beautiful. So I think uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, that's perfect. Going back, what we're talking about the UFC. You watch the UFC a lot. Most uh, most awesome and I don't necessarily, but there is a curiosity there. It kind of goes in peaks and valleys, and right now it feels like mm -hmm. there's a little bit of valley with maybe the stardom. And I think after that McGregor fight, there was a little bit of a riot. And, you know, Dana White on paper at the podium was just like, this is not what we want. We want to get away from this. And a lot of people kind of questioned if that was true or not. Is UFC kind of intentionally moving closer to WCW with just a little bit about like this artificial hype to kind of cover for a lack of stardom? Or are we just going through a valley and the integrity is going to stay there and we're going to bounce back? I have legitimate fears about that. Um, I'll, I'll be quite honest. Like it, it's... I mean, I know that Dana White actually sold out his stake in uh, the in Zufa UFC um, to a, a set of brothers, and then wanted to stay on as CEO. But that now means he's not necessarily making all the decisions. I mean, you have um, 
You have Brock Lesnar, who is a force uh, in his own right. He's uh, a lot of people don't know that he was a collegiate national champion in wrestling, and wrestling is mm-hmm. absolutely a a realistic martial art. Um, I mean, you t- you take a high level wrestler, and he he. And in fact, the UFC kind of went that way. Originally, jiu-jitsu was winning everything. Then wrestlers came in, and they were like, oh, you're going to put me between your legs? Great, I'm going to punch you in your face till you die. And jiu-jitsu guys right. had problems with that. Like, because they, they weren't used to dudes that could control their weight um, so well. Once you went to the ground, it was always, um, it was just always easy for jiu-jitsu. Um, and so... Then jiu-jitsu guys had to train up their uh, their wrestling to to stay competing. Then uh, Boss Rutten came along and he was like, I'm going to fight on my feet against guys that like to fight on the ground. I'm going to fight on the ground where guys like to fight on their feet. Um, and in, in that that's really uh, in a very quick uh, breakdown what uh, UFC moved uh, from and is to now, where it's true mixed martial arts. Everybody has to know everything, or you will be exposed and you will lose. Uh, Brock Lesnar is incredibly adept at wrestling, and he's just straight up a mutant. He, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of hyperbole um, to put on him, but he, he, it's just amazing that a human being can exist in his dimensions. Um, and with that, he can win. Now, they have this guy named CM Punk that is just pure. I mean, it's an embarrassment that they keep giving him fights. And it's obviously purely about money. Um, and he got a second fight, and he got absolutely embarrassed by a very low-level... I mean, this, the dude that he fought, I mean, maybe he goes, and goes on to win some matches, but he is not known as a contender for anything. And generally, they probably put him in there because they were like, well, it's really good for us if Punk wins. But he got destroyed. Right. And, and for those that don't know it, that CM Punk is a former wrestler. So to kind of tie back into that whole WCW, UF, you know, WWF, like he's got that, you know, give to the gab that wrestlers, the, uh, the, the stand-ups that they have to do when they have to do those commercials. So back to Trent was saying, it's, is that more of a branding thing that UFC is trying to, to do to kind of bring more eyes and attention to the sport, uh, even though he's maybe not as deserving as some of the other fighters that are out there? Yeah, and that that uh, thank you for mentioning that. I, I should have. That's that's absolutely correct. And I mean, so I don't know that it can continue that way. I I'm surprised. I don't understand why they gave CM Punk the second fight um, after he lost the first one. Um, it it definitely appears to me to be a money grab. At the same time, you do have really high level fighters competing uh and you're seeing some great matches um i mean obviously mcgregor is a perennial um you know media grab uh khabib whoever he fights next whenever it is is going to be riveting for everybody i mean he, he you couldn't have gotten two more distinct personalities across from each other um and Khabib is ready to throw. I mean, he fought McGregor for four rounds and was like, um, I gotta go fight somebody in the crowd now. Like, I haven't had enough yet. (laughs) I mean, when you really think about that, he went four rounds with one of the best fighters in the world and then was like, hey, you over there, you want a piece? It's just, it's just wild. It's it's like, uh, you go out for a steak dinner on the way home, you just grab a cheeseburger at McDonald's, you're just like, I'm just like, it's still not quite there yet. Give me more. satiated. Yeah, yeah, right? Trent, real quick, do you think uh, do you think Khabib and Floyd May- Money Mayweather? Do you think that that fight will ever happen? Um, mm, I'll put it this way: it'll always happen if people can make enough money on it. The truth of the matter sure. is, like um, this, the I might be uh, breaking some news. Beep, 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 beep. Floyd Mayweather. Oh, you, oh, you do a little air horn. Nice. Has a fight against an MMA fighter um, coming up. Right, uh, it's actually now officially been released. He's going to be fighting an MMA fighter. Uh, I think in five months. 
Um, I'm, I'm, who's, it, who's that fighter? Uh, he's an Asian guy. He's actually not in the UFC. Um, and here's the thing about it is he is a legitimate kickboxer. Um, like, yeah. h- incredibly high level. Um, his, and uh, an artist in his own right. His name's Tenshin Nasukawa. Um, and uh, he's, he's adept in all phases of fighting. This is my expectation, though. Mayweather's got his 50 wins. He can only tarnish his career at this point. Like, he, he's not going to improve it by beating up some Asian dude, right? But he right. does... Aside from tarnishing, tarnishing, tarnishing his career, aside from beating up ladies and betting $2 million on the lotto. But anyways, yes, go ahead. Right, right. I mean, we don't... Yeah, we should count those. That's a, that's a good <laughs> ad. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, the, he, they more than likely will negotiate rules that are just basically boxing. Um, right. If, if he allows kicks, I will be riveted. I, I will not wait for it. You, you will see him cut down like he was your front lawn overgrown. It, it, was, it will be hilarious because people just don't understand that. I mean, he spent his life dealing with just the upper body, and this other guy has spent his entire life learning how to fight and defend the full form. Um, it, it, it's, he, he, I would expect him to lose in like the first or second round. Well, Trent, I need, yeah. I, need, I need you to do us a favor on that. When that comes in, like, I need you to shoot over for the gambling corner where we should put our coin, brother. Uh, real so. fast, uh, as you know, we're up against as we always are. You stick around. You'll judge the, uh, the showdown for us, brother. We got top uh, three fighting movies. You in? I'd be honored. Ah, bring it to that jam. So let's leave it alone Because we can't see eye to eye All right, Neapolitan Showdown started out as ranking some fucking ice cream flavors, and here we are 39 episodes later talking about with a boy. He's not wearing a shirt, but you probably already knew that if you ever met him before. Tango <laughs> Foxtrot. Going to throw down the judging. Right. I'm a boy most awesome and excited about that. That's right. I am. I'm, I'm ready for it to happen. I'm ready to get into this. I can't wait Let's for these fight movies. Top Three, so you, uh, want, you want me to take the ball out? Who's, who's taking the ball out? This and maybe can I ask, was, <laughs> that, was that pregnant pause because you were staring at my shirtless form and you were a little bit, a little bit enthralled? You, can see you know what I'm going to do is I'm, 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 I'm going to literally, I'm going to cut out that pregnant pause so you're just going to look more egotistical than you already are, brother. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're just caught up in your mysticism of your pecs. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, okay. Uh, t- uh, I'll t- I'll take the ball up, bro. I'll do it. You I'll take do it. the ball. I'll do it a little bit. I think he's gonna be strong because here's my big thing. I know, we all know. We'll we'll get to it. We go to constellation bracket. Uh, we won't dive in now. Just anybody that knows Tango Foxtrot, know he has an affinity for a movie, and it might be because there's a little looking I look likeness going on, which is very appropriate. Yeah, right. here. Uh-huh. So we'll we'll see who's ready to kiss some ass. Uh, we should have made a caveat on that. <laughs> we we should have, brother. I thought about that. I almost texted you. Uh, all right, I'm going uh, number three. I'm coming in. So the big thing I want to get to, we like to get in caveats a little bit, bro. Not necessarily we have to switch gears, but just to let the other guy know where we're coming from. I want to cheat a little bit. I thought Fight Club a little bit, but then like I pulled myself back. Like Fighting movies aren't a movie where there's a fight in there, but the movie centers around a fight. That's where I was coming from. Right. Okay. Great. I like it. I come from The Fighter. All right. The Fighter. The Fighter. The Fighter's my number three. My number three. Uh, Based on a true story, uh, Mark Wahlberg, friend of the pot, Mm -hmm. uh, anyone that executive producer of Ballers, which has helped out so many mad degrees of separation, definitely (laughs) needs a shout out. Uh, It's got a strong performance by my boy, Christian Bale, uh, based on a true story. Guys, you remember that scene when Christian Bale is also like, uh, he's in jail and they're showing that documentary and he's like all excited and it shows him like doing a bunch of fucking crack and everything and he's just like, he's surrounded by, not like going to jail is fucking bad enough, but to like just have your fucking like, your dick kicked in the dirt that you're just like this big raging crackhead that's in there. Uh, it's just like, I, I don't know, I related to it like, um, 
Amy, or not, not, uh, it's Amy Adams, right? Yeah, she's the girl in there. Not Amy Adams. Yeah, no, it is. It, it's not Rachel Adams. It's Amy Adams. Yeah, I'm like Rachel McAdams. Rachel McAdams. Yeah, it's Amy Adams. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's, Rachel McAdams is in Southpaw. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Amy Adams is the girl in this one, and she's good. Yeah, it's, that's right. Uh, that's my number three, brother. What do you got? I like it. It's a good movie. Was it not? It was. Not, it, did it win an Academy Award or just nominated? Do you remember? The, I think it was nominated. Did Did Christian Bale walk with supporting? I don't know. Check that I out. Think he may have. We'll have to check. We'll have to check that on that. Check Follow it. up with an email. Mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I'm going to go with another fight movie, which does surround all, not just one fight, but multiple fights, but it's all leading up. Don't say fucking Mortal Kombat. Don't say Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to say Mortal Kombat. Don't, first off, don't jump in on my thing. I didn't jump on, on yours. Ooh. I'm talking about Blood Sport. Oh, shit. The Kumite. Jean-Claude Van Damme, a.k.a. Frank Dukes, going up against Chung Lee, baby. Number three. I don't don't remember how we do this, so Trent, maybe you can just start judging and adjusting as you need to. Uh, I think I have to come out with it. Uh, Bloodsport's my number one. Um, Oh, wow. So I think you almost have to say, like, (laughs) he can't see, he can't see, he's doing that. Okay, so things I love... uh, there's the uh, his wrestler bro that breaks the brick and he's like, "This is for you." <laughs> he just yeah, like yeah. breaks against his head. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd like to check the physics also on there when Jean Claude Van Damme comes up and it's just like you know it's like it's like you go to a cocktail party and they walk around with just like little steak tartars, but instead of that they're walking around with this table of like thirty bricks and pointing at bricks you have to break. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like and he's like break this brick and then he's like no, but this one like on the bottom. And he like strikes the top, and it makes the bottom one kind of just explode out. I don't sound. Yeah. One of the greatest possible. moments in martial arts history, because I <laughs> believed in that. Yeah, moment. yeah. History or like lore or like fable. I like, absolutely like like I saw that at an age, and I was like, that makes perfect sense. You yeah. would, I yes. would always punch somebody and choose the rib that was going to be shattered. Why would you want to do them all? You're not sending a mm. message. That's brutish. First off, I and, and I also I've always wanted to do this move where I do the splits into the groin punch, just like yeah. directly into yeah. the crotch. You know, he, that is the fucking move. I, I guess it was early '90s, so maybe there wasn't like tape on it yet. But if a guy's like dropping down a splits, maybe like spend a little more time in the video room, and you're just like, all right, if he's going down that low, like there is only one target that's eye level. Yeah, like let's yeah, take and care of that. There's no rules on this. There, no, it's just and, and he did he fight. he finished the last one like he finished it blind, right, bro? Like he was yeah, just like, yeah. and that was the ultimate like. I mean, Who's I don't Chung even, Lee? like I gotta it, this this is a tough one to call. Um, because obviously Brandon went art house, uh, which I respect. I love Christian Bale. Not in his corner. I have never seen that movie. Um, Paul, Bloodsport's the like the one of the greatest movies of all time. I don't know how you couldn't choose that. I mean, it's perfect. So, but then Brandon tried to hijack it, which I you know I love strategy. <laughs> You know, yeah, you, love strategy. you love strategy. You love strategy. There you go. I That's just, a move. It's, yeah, it's a move. I just yeah. castled my king. Right? Like, like he, he's going in and he wants points in three. I know, but, exactly. It's going to be really hard. I'm going to be honest. It's, well, I did. The good thing is, I did blow through two of my movies. So you just have to kind of keep that towel in your head. T Boz, sure. we, we figured you could handle it. Tango Fox try. You can listen. I, I've got, maybe. Yeah, I've got this. I've got this now. Uh, we're just doing it. It's a fight movie. So these are uh, these are all 10 point rounds. Um, yeah, sure. Well, this is what I'm going to do. Brandon, you, yeah. you went with a hot haymaker in the first round. Yeah. And you're right. It should be number one. <laughs> exactly. Ooh. That's. Oh, there you go. Okay. All right. There you go. So but that's a take. Like, so, so, so that's a ten-nine round. Ooh. That goes. That goes to be Delizy. But I don't know if you got the knockout, buddy. And I don't know what I you know, have left exactly. in, in the third round now. 
like I'm at a guy, like I'm kind of Conor McGregor against Mayweather, right? Like I came out, like just had to get him all I had just, that first round of the chance to do it. Dip it, dip it, dip it. I do. Okay, I, we are up against it. I, I do want to ask this real fast. Uh, most awesome. And uh, Tango Foxtrot, you weigh on this. How, how many? Give me the over hundred days after watching Blood Sports that you tried to do the splits when you finally just gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like a legit three weeks where it was just like every day, like I was like, I got to spend 15 minutes just trying to do it. Well, yeah. well I, wore, I wore out the chairs in my uh, <laughs> kitchen. Like there, what are there? There's 24 hours in the day. I don't know. Like one yeah. still 24, still like, like immediately. Like, like I was, I <laughs> right, worked right, on right. the splits. I slept with my, my legs out. Like that literally mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. the wall. That's what I desperately wanted to do. Never got to the splits. I, yeah, I did find go. a girl that could Very do Very good. All right, most awesome. Right, number since, two. Since, I, since I, snow, I snuck your number one, I'm going to go number two. I'm going to go Road Hard. Or, oh, excuse me, Road House. Excuse mm. me. Uh, pain Don't Hurt. Mm-hmm. You got Patrick Swayze and fighting a whole goddamn town. <laughs> and sure. you got sure. just, just great. Yeah. Talking about uh, illegal moves, uh, he ripped some dude's throat out. So I'm pretty sure that that would fall under the Tank Abbott move. And then just got classic lines like "Pain don't hurt," and I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Which I, if you're yeah. if you're getting in a street yeah, fight, that's classic. And you're throwing out how you used to fuck other dudes. I don't know if that's like uh, that's talk. You talked about Brandana strategy. That that's kind of what that was in that move right there. That uh that line is. Like, that's a line. Like, I think we all saw Roadhouse. Like, maybe not you guys. You're a few years older than me. But I definitely saw, like, a little younger than I should have. So that line didn't stick. And for it to still play, <laughs> like, like fucking, like, 25 years later to still be, like, brilliant. Is this, like, that's uh, that's the longevity you want, you want from a fight movie. Let, let me break uh, it I'm not, that, That's a genius point, Paul, that line. Um, because it's delivered at the wrong moment. I, after doing jujitsu this long, I like I haven't gone fully out yet, but I've been like a half second from passing out now. And I can tell you, sure. the scariest time to deliver that line is not at the beginning of the fight. It's right when you know a guy's about to go to sleep because you're choking him out, and then you look at him and you go, "I used to fuck guys like you in prison." That that's there's a lonely place there. Uh, so this I have to kind of catch up in the rounds I do like taking round one I have to kind of bob and weave and not drop anything this second round just to even up for one last round of dropping one movie a piece so you just have to score that T-Boss what do you got um alright well we're going quick um I see what you did there still good strategy but Roadhouse is phenomenal one of my all time favorites um for ridiculous movies that's a 10 niner for the Paul Dawson. Look at that. Coming right back up to yeah, it. Makes yeah, makes sense. Tied yeah, up. Here we go. He answers the bell. And so I almost, I, I'm going to, it almost feels like, like we said, patronizing to our guest here. Mm. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up my number one, which has to be, and it's probably of all the Rocky movies, it's probably the weakest, but I'm going to go with Rocky Four, Rocky versus Drago. There is no better fight movie to me because of a young, most awesome, just sitting there, just feeling <laughs> it, mid-80s, and you've got the Cold War, Russia, and he, Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed. I And then you got Paul, who's got a fucking robot all of a sudden, because, you know, he's rolling deep in that, stu- in that, in that Rocky money. So I, I got to go Rocky Four, Brandana. How say you? All right, brother. All right, I respect it. Uh, I did want to stay away from the Rockies just because I didn't want to uh, kiss a little ass. Uh, I yeah, also yeah, that's, I, I, all's I, fair and love and showdown. That, that's fine. Friend. That's fine, brother. I do like you had the balls to go for four though. Like you could have went just like straight down the middle. Like let's hit a home run. Like what started it all. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I did think a little Raging Bull. I know we're not doing Constellation Bracket. I didn't go Raging Bull. I like that a lot. Would have been, I think, the second time I think that showed up in Scorsese. I went with yep. Gladiator as my Gladiator's number two. Gladiator's a good movie. Oh! And I'm not talking. We all know I'm not talking Russell Crowe Gladiator, right? Oh, I thought you were talking Russell Crowe. I'm Crow. not talking Russell Crowe. You're, you're, you're talking about like the, the two brothers. Cuba Gooding Jr., right? I'm talking 1992 boxing movie Gladiator. We got Cuba uh, Gooding Jr. We got uh, whatever the the dumb one from the Code Red and A Few Good Men. <laughs> like, 
They're forced to face each other. Both upcoming boxers, they're forced to fight it out at the end. Like, it was just like, it kind of hit me in the right spot. Like, I was, I think it was like 11, 12 years old. I remember we used to buy some VHSs from Blockbuster. is one of the first VHSs that we had that we owned. Rewatch value because it just taught you the balance between, like, friendship and having to do your job and be the best no matter what and what you're the best at. And, like, learning that, a little ripe, just like fourth grade action, that's why I'm the man I am today. Boom, gladiator number Oof. two. That's a good one. You sh- you 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 fell short in actually missing the the, 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 the correct gladiator, right? Gladiator <laughs> with Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix, uh, Spaniard. Okay, all right, there you go. Sorry, Trent. Oh I'll see you. my goodness, uh, you guys. As always, uh, as you always do, you make it mm. difficult. That's right. Um, nice. But. Uh, I'm actually surprised. I would have offered up an over-under of three on Stallone uh, movies. If I, that's what I would sure. have said. I'm going to get at yeah. minimum a three sudden, Yeah, all of a sudden four, o- Oscar three. becomes a fight movie. Like, throw Mama from right. the trains. I, I literally, <laughs> before <laughs> this, was like, okay, one of them's going to pick over the top and try to sell me as a fight movie for arm wrestling. Mm, I thought about it. I considered it. <laughs> I considered it. It's good. Yeah, it's I didn't good. even it's know how it go. Um, all right. Well, Gladiator is a great. Is that the one where he actually ends up fighting Brian Dennehy, the fat, fat white Brian Dennehy yeah. at the end? Yeah, because yeah, because yeah, because he won't like finish his boy or whatever. Yeah, which is like really hilarious because they do one of those like movie tropes where they're like, no, this is his secret move is he headbutts the punches. Um, let me tell you yes. something. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. There ain't nobody out there going like like that's right, why yeah. we're trying to hit the head. Is like, yeah, exactly. Like, you're you're not headbutting punches. You're like you're well you're you're thrusting your head towards it. Like you're really willingly getting hit in the head. Like it's right. it's, it's like not rope a dope. It's just dope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like the dumbest thing. Like there's no way that that character could pronounce a name at that age if that's his fighting style. My defense is blocked with my head. Um, mm. So that that's always been funny to me. And for that, uh, because. Like, let's be honest. Rocky ended the Cold War. He that's right. The, like he won for freedom. He screams. His face is all fucked up. He's dating a homely chick. If I could change, he's and you could change. We, we all can change. change. Oh my gosh, that just warmed the cockles of my cock. Get and for me. that, that's a ten-eight round. Polly D bringing Damn. out the Polly with the robot reference. You can't beat that. That fucking hurts. That hurts. Mm. Uh, mm. All right, mm. let's mm. get. Uh, mm. All right, let's get the Woo. fuck out of this segment. We obviously don't know what we're doing in here. All right, let's hop into. We are going to do a little. Uh oh, surprise time. Most awesome. Probably seen it coming by now, but we're going to ask the question: Does M A have okay. It. What's your category? What you? We got uh, this one. We fire through eight players in professional sports. Category ties them together. This has been chosen by our guest, Tango Foxtrot. What's the category, brother? Um, uh, I thought it'd be interesting for the audience to know. Obviously, it's a fight-themed uh, episode. I uh, did a deep dive and found eight different uh, NFL players that also partake in the Brazilian. Uh, oh, jiu-jitsu. Nice oh, okay. touch. All nice right. touch. Let's see here. All right, let's hit this him, bro. T- all right, let's see. All right, I got to stay on my toes here. All right, because right, I can't even think about these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I I want to say ahead of time, I'm a pod, you, I've listened to all the episodes. You've been killing it. Probably not so much this round. I'm sorry. I started easy, though. Okay. I start easy. Ooh. I get whored. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. You're, you're trying to go for the knockout for most awesome on this I mean, one. I okay. think I get whored. Most Awesome's official record on two rounds of Does It May Have It is 16 for 18. He doesn't know any of these coming out of the gate. Woo! Yep. So he most definitely does. All right. Go ahead, T-Boss. All right. Uh, number one, uh, fly ball. Easy. You can field this. Don't mean to set you up too much. Herschel Walker. Herschel, Herschel Walker went to University of Georgia. He certainly did. Mm. Ding ding. That's right. Ding ding. Uh, one for one. Well done. 
Um, still staying easy. Um, kind of a Viking. I actually am not surprised. He's got more warrior in him than the NFL can sate. Clay Matthews. Uh, Clay Matthews went to USC. Yes, he did. He will sack your mama and choke out your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, did you know, Paul, that DeMarco Murray is a practitioner of the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? I did not know that, but I did know that he went to University of Oklahoma. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Not super obscure there. Let's see what the back half has. Number four, okay. right. I, and my math is off. We're not in the back half yet. <laughs> four, yeah, we're approaching. Four. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're at the top of the mountain. There you go. Right, right. I've pushed that boulder all the way just up. Just like Rocky at the top of the mountain. I'm carrying up that lumber. I'm just taking up that brick you, right there, that log right there. Again, solidifying the fact that you should have won. You set it up with your Rocky Four choice. I love it. Uh, number four, Calais Campbell. Calais Campbell, the defensive tackle. I believe went to the University of Miami. Gosh dang it, you're right. Mm. Boy! Oh. Boy! Boy! Ow! Because we're into the defense. Okay, now here we go. We're getting into uh, the defense. All right, all right. Okay. Well, actually, this right. one's an offensive player. Now, it's it's this might be a lob because he kind of he flashed and then he was gone again, but I'm pretty sure you know because he was a lion. So you could I could be embarrassing you right now. I could embarrass okay, you if you don't good. know a lion. Uh, but his parents must have loved Scooby-Doo because they named him after Shaggy's favorite noise. Joik Bell. Oh, Joik Bell went to... Um, Joik Bell went, mm. is, it went to uh, uh, Wayne... Wayne in Michigan, Wayne University. Wayne State, you. Wayne State, yes. Wayne State. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we'll give it to you. That was. I'm still. Oh, yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm super oh, impressed. Oh yeah, we're giving it. We're giving it. You, you asked the question. You know, scores. He's <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. You're it. right. He's got it. Um, I thought I. I got excited. All right. Uh, well, the, the you guys ever heard of John Bones Jones? Yep. He's got a brother his named. Brother. Oh, this might. This might be tough. Okay. He's got a brother. His brother. He's a defensive tackle. It's he actually has two in the NFL. The one I want to know about yep. is Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Oh, Chandler Jones has played for the Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals. It's good. Oof, this is going to be a tough one because I I'm 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 deep. I'm racking the brain. Showing the wasn't like a it wasn't Chandler Jones. I can't think of anything other than an Arizona school. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know. I'm not, I, I don't want to say university. Nah, it's not Arizona State. That's Terrell Suggs. Um, Would you like a hint? Shoot, I think you. I think you stop. I think yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Give me. A, give me a lifeline. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, this is a uh, East Coast, North Northeast Coast, Northeast. Not necessarily coast, but Northeast. Mm. That isn't really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What is it? What is Syracuse. it? Syracuse. Chandler Jones. I don't know. Syracuse. Cuse. God damn. Okay. Son of Cuse, a bitch. Cuse, baby. Cuse. Right. I'm kidding. I'm saying like Sorry. That. <laughs> it's all right. Five for Get six. it back. Okay. We got Get it one. back. Good one. Good one. That's all, all right. right. Now, uh, I, you know, a huge fan of the pod. Uh, I've been watching a long time. Uh, it, it, I, I know you guys have millions uh, of listeners, but I understand that there's a, there happens to be a glut, a, 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 a thickening of listeners if you look at the whole uh the map of where people are hearing you in the kansas yeah. city region damba yes. ali he's a blue belt he trains in torrance california in the off year where did Tamba ali go to school oh god oh you're really digging deep the, the nfl these players are there's so many of them oh this is a tough one it's late in the night Penn State? Gosh dang it, you're fucking good. Nailed it! Damn. Pennsylvania. Damn, 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 damn. All right, last one, last one. Let's fire it up. Um, the only kicker on the crew, David <laughs> Akers. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, David Akers plays for the Eagles, or played for the Eagles. 
Fuck, this is going to be, uh, Kick- I'm going to say Temple, because I really Because kickers ain't fair. They ain't really athletes. They're not even players of the NFL. <laughs> now, he went to the <laughs> University of Louisville. I don't know if we should count that or not. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Another, another, there goes. another six for eight. Six for eight. Uh, our boy still fucking has Ooh. it. Uh, really well done. One. Thanks so much for the trip. You put me through my paces there. I missed two. All right, let's get to I our mean, MVP. Yeah, let's fight through it. Oh, Oh, I'm kidding. You know what time it is? It's Mab About You. That's right. We fly through eight rapid-fire questions for our guests to come on about them, to get to know about them a little bit, test them to see if they heard the pod, and maybe make their cheeks turn a little red. All right, brother. Eight questions coming at you. The name of the game is Rapid Fire. Mab About You. Uh, Number one, rate this podcast on a scale of one to this podcast. Fucks. Mm. Uh, I'd say it's uh, two finger tight. <laughs> two fingers tight. Okay. Well, you're halfway to sex with your shirt off, so I'm going to give you a point five point on that one. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we're five listeners out there. What's your favorite part about being zany? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, it's making you happy, B. Making you happy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'll uh, give you uh, a, a smiley face on that one. <laughs> you recently won an award in a league that will not be named. How girthy is that trophy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's normal girth, but it's extra cold. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you uh, zero points and six, six, six. <laughs> the devil. The devil. <laughs> All right, uh, last week's uh, very tradition of ours, jump into our Neapolitan showdown. Male celebrity crush, who you got? Ooh, gosh, it used to be Paul Rucker, but that one, uh, or not Paul Walker, Paul Walker, um, but that's not really. I think you're trying to mix Paul Rudd and Paul Walker together is what, what you <laughs> can Can science do that? We could. Well, but anyways, who's your, who's your ce- celebrity Celebrity guy crush. My celebrity. Uh, aside, aside from us. It's weak, it's low fruit, but it's true. I'm on that Tom Hardy train. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. He's in the revenant and just blink if you want to end this segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, MA told me during Tales from the Frat, the full Monty story. Would you define accidentally <laughs> showing, your, showing the people your dick? As an epidemic or a habit? <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just a it's just a birthday suit. It's what I was born in. It's what I'm working with. I, I think uh, I think you guys could all take a page out of my book and uh, let's let's uh, let's get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <Right, laughs> You're a grower and a shower. <laughs> Thank. You. There you go. That's the most. That's the only points I really need. How's the scoreboard <laughs> doing, brother? We're looking good. Is that the last question? No, no. We got three more. Uh, okay. Do you think you have a public YouTube video of yourself shirtless while rapping, get me some tit? It's going to help your future children respect you more or less. Damn you. This is one more thing on the <laughs> internet I can't show them now. That's, that's what this pod became. That moment. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. Now there's only uh, infinite other things that you can't show them on the pod. Ah. So I'll give you infinite points on that Thank one. You. All right, you're at a bar. Someone walks up to you and says, Why, why, you are a handsome lass. What's your response? <laughs> wait, wait, you seem like a nice gentleman. Um, <laughs> why don't you kiss these titties? <laughs> and then he says to you, I fuck guys like you in prison and puts you to sleep. Yeah, that's... That is what happened. All right, last one, okay. brother. Uh, there's a potluck going on at the frat. What dish you bringing? Ten spicy <laughs> chicken sandwiches from Carl's Jr. One of them, no mayonnaise for you. Ow! Oh, look at that. I don't know what's ten spicy chickens. Is that four dollars? <laughs> I'm going to give you four points. Let me quickly just tally this up. Unfortunately, you don't wear shirts, and that's all we had to give you, so would you settle for a coffee cup? I'll take what I can get from this pod. It's amazing. Oh, let's get okay. a coffee cup head as well. Like win. You're a winner. All right. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Let's do MVP of the week. Let's show them how it's done. I'll jump in here. Um, had a f- 
FedEx some hard drives from New York to L.A. Had to go overnight, came in there. I don't know if you guys have this experience once in a while where when people treat you like a human being and actually want to help from, like, someplace that's so busy, it kind of, like, shocks you awake. You're just, like, it's kind of comes out of left field. It's unexpected. That happened at the 44th Street FedEx here in New York. She really gave a shit and helped me walk through everything. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Uh, had to, I, I looked on my receipt. I wanted to get her name. I don't have it. But uh, if you got to ship something, I don't know how close you are to 44th Street. <laughs> but you should go there. You should go there. Ship yourself there. Check it out. All right, but it's awesome. Show us. It's done. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, MVP of the week. I'm going to go with Mike Ellis. Uh, Mike organized. Uh, he found he was working with uh, some homeless people, then, then got them places to live, and then found out that their young son, who was 12 years old, was having their very first ever birthday party and not a lot of kids were showing up to his birthday so he rallied the troops and got over 100 people to show up to this young lad's 12th birthday party his first ever real birthday party so mike alice your mvp of the week bro mm, heartbreaking you got an mvp for us t-boss um you know i do usually these are kind of i actually was weirdly moved there was a shooting today, a sergeant showed up, went into the bar, I don't want to take anything down, but like stuff like that just kind of moves me every, every time I hear about it. He discharged in, uh, he, was at, he ended up uh, being instrumental in saving a bunch of lives, um, and it was 15 minutes down the street from where my condo, uh, what I just sold it, yeah. but where my condo was, and uh, at a bar that I've been to. Uh, and had tried to get a whole bunch of people together to get go and learn line dancing. So, um, I, regrettably, I don't know this sergeant's name, but um, just the the heroism uh, of an individual and, and that individual and the the the, the brothers in blue. Uh, that that's my MVP today. It happened today. Yeah, brother. Hats off. Yeah, hats off. Good fit. I am. Uh, this has been the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, episode thirty-nine, coming at you as we always do. A very special episode today. Had a long-time guest. We've been waiting to get on the pod. Tango Foxtrot, Trent Fry, hopping on here. Uh, thanks for all you do, brother. Uh, thanks for hopping on. He is Trent Fry. I am Brandana, and Trent, once you have most awesome, sign himself off. Hey, most awesome. Do the damn thing. Don't call this podcast. Roadmap, because this pod don't hurt. Fashion. Oh.